Can you pass the happiness, please? I need to top off my drink. I love the way that you are. I want hey, everyone. To Welcome to Misaligned. We are here today with Nick from McCafferty. McCafferty is one of the newer bands on Take This to Heart Records. Nick, how are you doing today? Good. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. And you guys have a new EP coming out here on June 30th. It's called Thanks, Sorry, Sure. And I definitely want to talk to you about that today, but I want to first get to what led up to this EP and everything for you. So when did the band first get together? Sure. I started doing music in 2011. Um, so about six years ago, uh, just by myself. Um, I really didn't know what DIY music was. I uh, played guitar and wrote some songs and I, I really had no idea what the world of DIY music was until um, I worked with a guy named Ryan McCafferty and he showed me um all of these amazing bands that i had no idea about and i figured out that like hey this music i'm writing would fit in well with this scene and so um i was solo for a little bit and then my roommate evan who's our electric guitarist he played drums for a little bit and it sort of just has uh through the offs and on of the band before it being full-time now because we're very uh we're in a very good spot we're very lucky just um 2011 till now uh solo then mixed and matched members and then now full-time with the set uh same four people going forward that's awesome so did the name mccafferty come from that yeah it did yeah i get named it um mccafferty because without uh ryan mccafferty i wouldn't know uh about any of this kind of this world that he showed me yeah that's cool to sort of make it not necessarily a tribute to him but just like a nod to it show him like hey you taught me all this stuff so i'm going to name my band after you yeah for sure so when you guys were working on music did you ever think that it would become a full-time thing like it is now for you no not at all i i mean there were people from the beginning telling us that we could definitely make it a full-time thing but i was in college and i've been teaching the past two years um and McCafferty was one of those things that kind of I thought is more of a hobby. But the more I pushed it away and I tried to push it away, I took the music down because I was afraid that it would look bad for teaching and uh, kind of the pressures of the real world to get, you know, on that track. And uh, it's just such a special thing, I think, that it kind of um, every time I tried to push it away, it came back stronger. And so I, I said, you know, fuck it. Why not? Um, if people dig it and we love it, I love to write. It's my favorite thing. And. I've always wanted to be paid for using my imagination. So that's like kind of where we're headed now. Yeah. And how did you first get in touch with Joe from Take This to Heart? When we, so the band was uh, not doing anything. We've been broken up for about three years. And um, Joe, I, Evan, my electric guitarist, we hadn't talked in about two years. And he messaged me one night, he texted me and said like this huge text and said, hey man, you have to keep McCafferty going. Uh, because it's too special not to. And then um, it kind of gave me inspiration. I said, let's meet up. So him and I met up and we wrote uh, Daddy Long Legs, which was one of the songs off. Uh, at the time, we didn't know what it was even for. And we uploaded it uh, just to Spotify. And I made the label for Spotify. I wrote, uh, you know, we don't have a label, but if you're interested, contact us. And um, 
Joe was listening to it because he thought that we were signed already. And he um, reached out to us. And then, um, I mean, it's pretty much history from there. That's pretty cool that this is sort of how you guys came to be on a label and everything, especially after taking a break for so long, too. During that break, were you still wanting to work on music, even though you thought maybe it would be best to take a step back? When did you really know that picking up the band again was something you wanted to do? It started when Evan reached out to me, and then um, music is my passion. And I, I did teaching, and I like teaching, but I don't love it. And I I um, want to do this for a living. And we're in a position where uh, I think that we can make that happen. And so it's kind of a no-brainer when I think about it. I think that I've talked before on our podcast, um, and I've said that uh, we uh, I'm somebody that struggles with anxiety um, and depression, and I'm a big believer in seeking help for those things. And whether it's therapeutic or through the right use of medication through um, doctors and I wasn't prescribed anything and I kind of was I kind of was cra- going crazy uh, for a while and I needed to and I I kind of pushed it away because I kind of wanted to go that prideful route of like oh I don't need help but I really did and looking back on it now I feel like I should have always been looking for help and taking the help because it kind of opened my eyes to like hey man you only get to go through this life once and you have a gift here. So you need to do it. Exactly. And you guys have a manager as well, Zach Zarillo. Was that something that came about at the same time as the signing with Take This to Heart? Or did you sign to Take This to Heart and then sort of realize, hey, we might need a manager. So then did you guys reach out to Zach or did he reach out to you? Right. So about three years ago, Zach and I started talking because um, when property of Zach was going, one of his editors liked us. So he knew who we were and he talked to us a little bit about putting out um, something through uh, another label. And I kind of just with school, because I was in college and I was getting ready for student teaching and I was doing seminar and I, um, there was just a lot of things going on and I needed to kind of step back and kind of let McCafferty die because I was, McCafferty used to be something extremely toxic to me. Um, into my now wife, Lindsay, it caused a lot of problems in our relationship and a lot of problems with, um, just me in general, because I would become so obsessed and so depressed over it. I, uh, basically had a meltdown and I sort of bailed on, uh, Zach, which was extremely unprofessional. And I, I'm, and in the long run, I'm glad I did because I wasn't mature enough to, uh, take this on as seriously as I am now. And I had a lot of growing up to do. And so did my bandmates and, um, so Zach and I sort of just had that falling out. We stopped talking. And then I, when we signed to take this to heart, Joe mentioned that he started working with Zach a week before. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. I know who he is. And I kind of told him the history there because I wanted him to just know everything. And uh, I was just teaching uh, one day and I was just, I checked my email um, and there was an email from Zach and he just was like, hey man, I, uh, listen to Trailer Trash because he Joe showed has showed him the EP a couple months ago, and he was like, "This song is really, really good." And I basically he wanted to uh, pick us up. So from there, it was a no brainer. And you know, he's a great guy and he's extremely talented, and we're very, very lucky to be working with him. So we are very thankful for his time. Yeah, of course. And since I lived with Zach when we were both going to Drexel, I know 
that amount of dedication that he has when he really, really enjoys a band. And you could see it when he was running Property of Zach and also as he still runs Bad Timing. And it's really cool that even though he doesn't have the site, he's still wanting to sort of reach out to these smaller bands and build them up from there, basically. Right. And that's what, uh, I mean, even with his involvement, I mean, because the Spotify was up and down, but, um, I mean, our Spotify, when we came back, uh, it was at like a solid 10, but now just with the release of trailer trash with Zach's help, I'm we're at 42,000 right now, um, listeners a month, which we're very proud of. Yeah. And speaking of trailer trash too, just on SoundCloud right now, you guys have over 13,000 plays on that song. What was that like seeing how well that single did when you released it? Yeah, it's it's been awesome combined with that. And then I, it has, I think it has um, 42,000, which is kind of funny. Um, I mean, I mean, for, yeah, 42,000 plays on Spotify as well um, is what uh, with that. And it's just been kind of crazy because putting up music like we did before, we didn't have any sort of promotion and we didn't have anything. And we kind of built this up from the bottom ourselves and um it just was it's a great feeling and we're just so lucky that we have so many people that are listening and enjoying the music and it's it's my dream and it's all of our dream and i think that that's pretty cliche right to say but it's just a dream come true it's coming true yeah and that's awesome to see you guys having the success and it seems like i'm hearing more and more about bands coming out of ohio it seems so why don't we sort of backtrack a little and talk a bit about the music scene there is it just something that just keeps growing and growing and that's why we're hearing about so many of these bands now yeah i think there's something special about ohio with diy music as well not even diy music i mean 21 pilots is from columbus everyone knows that and they're one of the biggest fans of the world right now but it's a completely different scene than we work in but i think that ohio has this has this like weird tone to it and like it's always gloomy and i think that it feeds a lot of inspiration to these artists who are able to create this art that you couldn't really get from living anywhere else, if that makes sense. No, it definitely does. And you sort of see it in pockets all around the United States. And I'm sure even overseas, they have something similar going on, too. I've just never been there to witness it in person. But when I was in Philadelphia, it's like you have these bands that will just work together so much and help each other out that it really builds up this community there and it really feels like that's happening in ohio as well especially a a lot more recently too yeah absolutely and i mean akron's a great scene columbus is a great scene cleveland's a great scene so you have you have three places right there that all have solid scenes and have talented musicians and you're absolutely right i i think that's one of the best things about this type of music is kind of that unity with bands yeah so to bring it back to the ep here I want to talk to you a bit about the the writing and recording process for it. Since you are the vocalist and everything, do the ideas sort of start with you or do they just start with anyone who has an idea and then you go from there and work on it? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, no one's ever asked us that. Uh, so how it works is, and Chris, um, our bassist, has put it uh, the best way. He He talks about how it's kind of like I bring the marble to the table and I already have started it and then they carve it into this sculpture that's beautiful. And what it is is I always write the songs before I bring them. So I'll write 
just a basic idea of the song. I always write all the lyrics and I write how every song sounds. And then we sort of shape it into this full thing afterwards. So like, for example, for Trailer Trash, I had just my riff written for Trailer Trash and with the lyrics and I brought it to everyone. And then I literally will just start playing it and then everyone will just jump in and then from there we'll shape it. Yeah. And I think that's an interesting approach because as someone who does a decent amount of writing, even though it's not lyrics or anything, I've always felt like I could probably be good at writing lyrics, but don't ask me how the song is going to sound or how the melody is going to go at all, because that is so not my forte. So to see a band that sort of does start with the lyrics and maybe just a riff or two, I feel like that's really interesting because it seems like a lot of times people will maybe come up with a melody first and then put words to that. Right. I never come up with them. I do both at the same time. I, I, as I write a song, I, I will literally take it piece by piece and I'll write the lyrics and the melody at the same time because the melody plays into the lyrics and the lyrics are the most important part of the song, um, in my opinion, because I think that, I mean, you all your song can sound amazing and I, I just think that, but if you're looking for that emotional connection, I think it's always the lyrics because the lyrics are what always change lives. Um, it's it's a combination of all things, and that's not to say like oh fuck the fuck the electric guitar because it doesn't matter, but like it all matters. But I think that definitely, especially with McCafferty, the big connection is the lyrics. Yeah, and I think a lot of people would say the same thing as far as you know anyone who's looking for some meaning within their songs. You could have a song that's you know it has this beautiful music arrangement and everything, but if the lyrics aren't there a lot of people just won't bother with it. And I mean, I know there's obviously mainstream pop where the beat sort of can carry a song and the lyrics don't necessarily have to be serious or anything like that. It can sort of just be, uh, hey, this is us just sort of letting go and trying to forget about things for a while. It It does need that serious tone that a lot of bands will take. Right, absolutely. And that's great, too, because songs like that are needed, too, because the, those songs are um, they kind of give us a break from reality. Whereas, like, when you look at because I would classify McCafferty as emo music. And right. like when you look at emo music, you kind of go into listening it to kind of vent, if that makes sense. It, whereas like pop punk and like like you said, mainstream stuff like that, um, you kind of listen to escape from reality it's kind of like emo music brings you into that reality to confront your demons yeah exactly and for this ep after you wrote it and everything where did you guys record it and who did you record with right we recorded it well what happened with this was we did we uh there was a uh friend across the coast who i didn't even know his name is noah garth garthwaite and he came into the picture he reached out and he said like hey you guys need to do another song and evan and i had already been like talking about daddy long legs and he was like i want to start a gofundme to try to boost uh you guys getting one song so it was like five hundred dollars for us to go in the studio to do one song but we ended up raising like three thousand dollars and i think it was two days it was like almost four thousand dollars so um from there we just knew that the ep kind of had to happen and we went to central eight studios in akron ohio and we recorded with um his name is nate duout 
and uh, he's a great guy. And I had never known him before. I kind of brought in the song. He had no idea what the band was like, anything like that. He knew Evan, and Evan told him that I was, or that the song was good. And um, he likes Evan and a lot. And Evan is a fantastic musician and did some stuff there aside from McCafferty before we were even going back into it. And uh, we kind of learned together. And he knows the music now. And we're going to be going back to him um, for some other stuff here later. Uh, but he he's a fantastic producer. I love him to pieces. He's a, he's fucking hilarious too. So yeah, but that Central Eight Night, I'm really glad that we got to record and kind of rep Akron in there because like Akron deserves it, I think, and um, it's our town, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, and it's awesome that you were able to make that connection in your hometown, and that's something that you can probably go back to multiple times, even. And you know, you mentioned you'll be going back there for the next thing you work on. Are there plans to do a full length after this? Uh, yeah, there are, but we're not. We have something else before that we're gonna do. But yeah, we have a full length written, and we are. We I I can't really talk about it, but Zach has plans for it. Um, like you said, you know how Zach works when he likes a band. So, um, there's a there's a lot of wheels in motion right now. Things have been pretty crazy, but uh, we're looking. Yeah, the EP is coming through. Take this to heart, and then we're kind of looking at the next chapter after that and move on and we're we plan on just keep trucking along because if you know we have this following now and we have so much so many stories to tell still and uh we're here to just pretty much rock it as a band is it hard for you to have something written and ready to go and then sort of have to wait for things to play out on the business end, the label end and things like that. Because as someone who also runs a label, you know, it's not the size of take this to heart or anything, but it's something I sort of just try to do on the side to help bands out when I can. And Absolutely. You know, I'll have some artists that they'll give me their music and be like, I'm going to release it tomorrow. I was like, uh, okay, do you not want me to do press or anything for it then? And they're just like, nah. I was like, okay. <laughs> and so, you right, know, you yeah, have things like that happen. That's the downfall of uh, a lot of musicians too, because oh, when you write art, kind of like how you said you like to write, and so you're a writer, so you know this. When you write, when you write and you pour out all of your emotions and you kind of put yourself on display for the world, right? And you're, this is, this is me. And so... Um, and people can relate to it and you want to get it out as fast as possible, right? Cause you want that, you want that excitement. You want that sort of high you get from it. You also want to see the effect it has on everybody and how they relate and how it helps. And so when we did, like when we did McCafferty before we would just fucking release whatever we wanted. And it was right. a horrible idea because we didn't, it didn't get any coverage. It didn't get anything, but somehow it still all worked out with this like cult following we got. But um, yeah, that's what going back to Zach again, like, even with the we finished recording the EP in like the very beginning of January. So it's been done for a while. Um, and uh, Zach, like, because I don't know anything. And Zach and I were talking on the phone and we were kind of talking about the plan. And I said, like, kind of what we were thinking. And he was like, no, dude, like, that's completely wrong. If you want to do this the right way. So it's kind of like not difficult to wait it's actually much better and i uh we're very thankful for it i think that it's really cool it's, it makes it more exciting to us because we know that the art that we create deserves to get the treatment that it's treated that it's getting because we know that we can we create good art and we know that it deserves to be heard by as many people as possible because we know that it can help people 
And so I think that it's just, I, I think that the waiting does suck, right? Because I remember listening to Trailer Trash like in January over and over again. And I'm like, oh my God, I want to fucking release this so everyone can hear it. But look at it now based off of waiting and how much better it's doing than if I, we just released it on a whim. Right. And I definitely know what you mean about, you know, being a writer and wanting to get your stuff out right away because. I mean, for me, I'm largely covering music and TV shows. So there are times when if I'm posting something to my own site, it's just like, you know, I wait for actually my co-host on the show, Megan, to look it over, just give it a quick edit and let me know it's good to go. And, you know, at most that might take, you know, a few hours or the next day yeah, or something. Absolutely. So it's a much absolutely. faster process for me. But then when I'm writing for other people's websites, I sort of need to get myself into more of a habit of getting things done early so that they will come out when I want them to come out, especially album right. reviews and stuff like that. Because, you know, I know I've had to tell Joe, I was like, I finished the review. I just have to wait for it to be posted and that sort of thing when I've reviewed, you know, like the Swordfish release or something like that. And right. as someone who's very impatient, it's hard for me, but then running the label, it sort of made me be like, okay, no, guys, we should do this this way. So it's like a double-edged sword for me doing the writing for websites and that stuff and then having my label as well which isn't super active like I said so it's not as bad for me because I'm not trying to juggle more than one artist at a time usually so I for definitely sure. know where you're coming from in that sense but it's awesome that you guys have the patience to sort of let things play out how they need to in the music industry Right. Cause there's, but there's no rush is the thing. We're just getting started here. So it's like, I, I just feel, and it's funny to say that because this started so long ago, but now it's like how I always envisioned it getting started. Um, and it's just that we want to play by the rules and we want to do it to the best of our ability. Cause we, we want to be one of the best. Right. And with this EP, you know, we still have a few weeks here before it's out. So what are you guys doing leading up to the release? Obviously, you've already released some songs from it. I believe you've released Trailer T Trash and Daddy Long Legs, right? Yes, we have. Um, leading up to it, well, I was teaching full-time until today. I literally just got off of work a little bit ago. It was our nice. last day. And it was the last day of my teaching career. It was pretty crazy. Um, but it was short. I mean, it was short, but it was just, it still was this whole different world than the one I'm going to be exploring now. Um, it's two opposite ends of the spectrum, kind of. And But moving forward from that, we have Summer Bummer um, on Saturday, June 10th. Uh, we're going to be playing. It's a bunch of Take This to Heart bands. Joe will be there. We're going to fuck with Joe and give him a hard time. because <laughs> we love him. And uh, after that, we're going to be going into the studio, actually, on sunday to meet with nate to talk about the sound we want for we're going to be doing a couple songs for something i can't announce yet but uh we're going to be uh doing that and we have an actual we have something else we're going to be doing a video session next week and then we're going to be in the studio next week full time so uh it's going to be a pretty awesome way to start all this yeah and once the ep is out do you have plans to tour and things like that absolutely we're going to be going on uh our first tour we're going to be kicking off is with moose blood in july uh moose blood and choir vandals and i think that starts on july 26th uh you can find out all the details about that through our website just mccaffertyband.com and then you can go to tours and 
everything's there. Um, all, all of our social media too. We've been pushing it, but yeah, we're going to be, uh, kicking it off with a pretty fucking kick-ass tour, uh, there. And we're, we're really lucky and really excited. Yeah. And that's definitely an awesome lineup for the tour. Is that something that Zach put together for you guys? Um, yeah, he was a huge, huge, huge part of that. And the thing I like about Zach is that Zach is not fluffy with anything. Zach is just straight facts. Like he'll be like, this probably isn't going to happen. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. So it just like, he just gives it as it is. And he, he's just works so well in that way. And I think that he definitely had a huge say in uh, it happening. So we're very thankful. And I, I don't know. And I don't want to just say it was a hundred percent Zach. Cause I don't know all everyone who went into that. Cause I don't know that aspect of it because I know we also work with Jason parent for booking as well Okay. Um, with Zach. So I, I think that it was those two really knocked it out of the park there. And um, we're going to do them good. And we're going to show them that, you know, we, they've invested their time in us and we're going to give them that return. Yeah. So is this the first release since the band got back together basically? Yep, it is. This is the first actual release since 2014. Yeah, and with such a long gap there, did you feel like you sort of had an abundance of material that you wanted to get out? Yeah, I, I, I figured out how to write my own voice. Um, and I changed. I think that taking a break from McCafferty made the songs better. It made my writing better. It made uh, lyrics better. It got because it just helped me to mature, and I was able to write about different things now transitioning into kind of adulthood from being i mean i'm we're still all really young i mean chris just turned 21 but uh kind of yeah it shaped my writing completely it turned it into this weird like warp of like this weird warped emo sound that i always kind of wanted but i just wasn't good enough to do it yet because i was i was still a new musician i was learning and i worked with the best of my ability and we recorded everything ourselves up until this point like everything you've ever heard from mccafferty we did in a barn by ourselves just fucking around up until daddy long legs and trailer trash where we got to go to the studio so i think that the break was the best thing for the band ever and i i, I just I really do think it's one of those things like, do you believe in destiny? And I think that it was meant to be for the band to take that break and come back in this kick-ass way. See, I think that's something I need to tell myself because I've been looking for a job for almost a year and a half now. And I'm like, okay, was it dumb of me to quit a job that wasn't the right fit for me? Or was it me just taking the time to figure out what it is I actually want to do? And we'll see how this goes here. I mean, hopefully I have something soon because I'm sure the listeners probably finally want me to stop talking about not having a job here. <laughs> so I apologize <laughs> to all of them. But it's just one of those things where it seems like people are always so intrigued with jobs in the music industry. But then when you're in it and you realize how hard it actually is, it's just like, oh, what did I do <laughs> sort of thing or you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, I that was part of the reason I went into teaching because I always like music and I like film and I was like, well, that's not realistic. And I was like, well, I'm going to just do the like live by the line type of thing. And it just wasn't for me. And it kind of was meant to be, like you said, it is it is hard to get where you're supposed to be with music. But once you're in, you're kind of in, I guess, if you as long as you are doing everything right. And it's kind of like 
um, that that quote of like good music travels. And so like I know that you're talking about a completely different end, which I can't relate to because I I don't work in management or or writing for music. I just work in the actual musician part. But it's all relative. It all is extremely difficult to do. And I think that a lot of the time people just think like, oh yeah, it's so easy to do that. But it's it's not at all. It's extremely competitive and you have to be professional and you have to be mature and you have to be better than everyone else at, at the end of the day because it is a competition but it's also in a way a friendly competition because you're here to make friends and you're here to connect with people and connect with other bands and just uh i think that that is the key to success is to just be as friendly as possible but uh i i wish you luck on your job hunt i'm so sorry i didn't know this oh no it's totally fine and you know i've been able to sort of just dabble in a bunch of different things to like i mentioned the label and that already. shapes you yeah and i'm sure I, that that shapes you and the experiences will shape your writing and probably make you a better writer And when you land that job you're gonna be like holy shit i never would have been able to do this a year and a half ago right and it's sort of definitely a lot about surrounding yourself with the right people too. And I think you guys have done a great job with that, with the team you have going for you between APA, Zach, Joe, and that whole team there. Right. And I mean that people know Zach in the scene. Uh, I mean, I, I, people know him. Like I got a message from Brian Sella last week asking about how it is to work with Zach. Cause he likes him a lot. And just to tell him like, you know, he's a, He's a good guy, and we love working with him. Is, is you're absolutely correct that we surround we're surrounding ourselves with the right people, and we're very lucky and thankful for it. I only have a couple more questions here for you. I don't want to keep you too long, so you you know you can go enjoy that last day of work you just had. <laughs> just celebrate. Yeah, no, we're actually we're gonna yeah we're gonna go we're gonna go practice and run some new songs and get ready for the set on Saturday. Nice. So with this EP. What do you think it is about this EP that makes it worth listening to for these people that don't know the band? Right. I think that the EP is definitely worth listening to because I think that it's something unique that um, people who like a, a music that they can connect to and that takes them back to kind of hanging out with their friends and remembering conversations that you had with people that you no longer talk to and kind of having that nostalgic mindset of those people and that feeling it gives you like that you know how nostalgia gives you that feeling in your chest it kind of is like butterflies right i think that that this ep definitely gives you that feeling and i think it's unlike um anything really else in the scene of people coming up right now and i think that um it has high energy and it has something that people can absolutely connect to and show their friends to show to their friends and kind of bond over. And I think that, uh, um, if yeah, we would love to have you to listen to it. And, uh, if you guys like it, I mean, always reach out to us on social media. And, um, I like, I love social media. I love to talk to people. I love to like make new friends. I love to do all that stuff. So, um, and I love to listen to new music as well from anyone. So, if anyone has anything they want me to check out as well or us, please let us know. But uh, I think that the EP is worth your time because I think that it's honestly going to be one of the best EPs of the year. And I think that it's going to be the transition where people are going to say, holy shit, like I've been missing out on the band and I want to check them out. Uh, I don't know. I, I, it's kind of weird to try to like sell the EP because <laughs> I don't ever really like try to sell my product i guess because i think that in i think that the best way i could say it is just listen to it because it'll speak for itself yeah and you mentioned earlier 
that you would sort of categorize the band more as an emo band. So who would you say influenced the band the most then in that genre? I'm a big, big, big fan of, I guess it would depend for the genre. Do you mean like DIY music or just music in general? Just sort of who influences the band in general, whether that be local bands from the Akron scene or these bigger, more national bands. Sure. Um, I'm a big, big fan of the Yeah, Yeah, Yes. I love the Yeah, Yeah, Yes. So I like those crunchy riffs that like are in the Yeah, Yeah, Yes. Um, I also like, like We Were Promised Jetpacks is one of my favorite bands of all time. The Killers are a great band, too. Uh, they're tied for my favorite band of all time. Um, it, to be honest with you, I don't really take inspiration from other bands because I want to do something of my own. So, like, I'm very musically secluded. Like, like we, I love to check out new music, but for a band to stick with me, for me to actually go back and listen to a band over and over again is very, very hard for me. I would say that, like, I listen to... Like My Chemical Romance, The Killers, Blink-182, We Were Promised Jetpacks, and the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs are like my five bands that I usually stick to. Like when we're in the car listening to music, everyone complains because I just play the same music over and over again. But I think that's what speaks for my writing because I want to create songs that you just keep coming back to and they fill that void because I feel like what I listen to the five bands i just mentioned it's like everything in the world that i believe and everything in the world that i love and it's just pouring into my ears and that's why i focus on them so much yeah definitely well i think that wraps it up and i just want to thank you nick for coming on and i definitely want to tell the listeners go listen to this when it comes out i've had the chance to listen to it and it is definitely worth your time and it's only six songs so it won't even take up that much of your time if you're worried, you know, there's so many releases in June, which there are. There are a ton of releases in June coming out to pay attention oh, to. Oh, good. We're fucked. Great. <laughs> <laughs> but make this one of the EPs you guys check out. So thank you, Nick, so much for coming on today. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. It was a blast to talk to you. And thank you to everyone who who's listening and to anyone who will check it out. I, I wish you luck with your, uh, with your job hunt because... Uh, you seem like a great person and you definitely deserve it. Thank you. Thank you. And to our listeners, thank you guys for listening and we hope you enjoy the rest of your day.